This is Miller's Edge on Tide ESPN former commanders coach Ron Rivera is interviewing to be the Eagles new defensive coordinator. Rivera was last at DC for the Chargers back in 2010. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Everybody here on a Monday, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain alongside Christian Miller and Noah Haynes here with you to get you through the next two hours right here on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Hope you are doing well on this beautiful, sunny, chilly, but not too bad today. We're getting a little warmer in the temps. Had a very cold weekend, but we survived and uh, we are here and we got you uh, going for the next couple of hours here on the program. I don't know why this mic is going on on my live. I got it, but let me see here one quick second. You just got you just turn your turn your uh, sound down and you'll be good. Hope you're doing good. There you um, go. I was saying something <laughs> with my setup, but I don't know what's going on. With my we, we setup. Got you no, you're good now. You, I yeah, think you had your sound playing in the background of the stream, but it's all good. It's a but moment. anyway. No, I just didn't. I, well, my. My other laptop that I use, some reason, didn't charge up. And so I have forced to use my celly. My celly on the YouTube Edge app, so you can get it right there. You can watch us, you know, in your office, and hide from your boss in your cubicle. Or you can uh, download, which we always ask you to download the Tide 100.9 free app. Listen to us there. You can leave your questions, your comments, your thoughts. You can even uh, do a voice there that my good friend Noah, who excellent reader, but also will play that if you want to leave a message to, to that uh, app as well. So we've got a lot of things to do. 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. If you want to call and be a part of the show, we definitely will take your phone calls, do the best that we can on that as well. Uh, but let me just give you a little bit before I turn it over to Tuscaloosa here of what we got. We're going to talk a little bit of golf. Everybody's talking about Alabama golf. Not so much their golf team, but a particular player. We'll tell you about that in just a moment. How he got it done on the pro level and not get one done. Is that fair? We'll talk about that. Get your thoughts and comments on that. Of course, we continue to talk Alabama football. Uh, had some news coming this weekend after the visits. Uh, nothing really shocking, but we'll tell you about those. Talk about that a little bit uh, as well. Uh, college basketball for the men wasn't good for the Tide at Tennessee. Good old Rocky Top. 
uh, put the beat down on Alabama. Now they got to get ready for the in-state rival game against Auburn. Uh, we can get into some of that. NFL playoffs is going on. What what great games over the weekend. I don't know about you, but I watched all of them. A lot of great football games. We're setting out for the AFC and the NFC championship games. The winner of those games next weekend goes to Vegas. No, not to gamble, but for the Super Bowl. So we'll talk about that as well. So we're going to be all over the place a little bit today, unless something just takes over, which it normally does. But we got a lot to get into, guys. Um, great sports weekend. If you're into just sports in general, a lot of great things going on. And uh, we can get into Hope y'all had a great weekend. Good Monday to you. Good Monday to you, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't mention the big recruiting weekend that everybody was uh, raving about over social media. We, we had our first big recruiting weekend with Coach DeBoer, and um, we definitely can dive into that and talk about uh, the guys. I did mention the recruiting. I said the recruiting. Alabama football. Okay, good. Well, yeah, we got a couple of recruits that uh, we'll talk about. Two commitments, I believe. Was it three? <laughs> Might have been three. I can't remember. We'll, we'll dive into that. Just something to talk about and uh, speak on kind of what that means. I kind of went back and watched, like, what uh, these guys bring. And um, I, I think they definitely will be uh, definitely be some valuable pieces moving forward. So we'll go ahead and, and, and talk about that as well. But I do I do want to give uh, props to Nick, though, for that, that big win, Nick, uh, Nick Dunlap. Um, talk about... A, a big, I mean, I don't think that's been done in, I think they said 30-something years. The last person to do it was Phil Mickelson. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was impressive, man. I, I just, what I don't understand is how, I, with NIL, how he couldn't win, he couldn't get the earnings from that, right? I don't understand that. Like, how does that work? It's rules, man. You're an amateur. That's why, I like, now NIL, these football players, I'm sorry, don't get these football players are getting money. Uh, and People are upset about it. Right. Yeah, I, I, that, that's, that's, that I don't understand. But maybe, uh, I don't know, they can figure something out. Obviously, he's getting a lot of exposure from winning. But I just, uh, I would be mad. I know if it was me, uh, I, I would want some type of uh, compensation. But I see somebody was saying it's a PGA rule, not an NCAA rule. So that, that, that would make sense. Nonetheless, though, he is a tour champion. Um, but, you know, that's. Phenomenal, right? I mean, but this guy, I mean, he's been playing his tail off. What was it that uh, he won the – I'm trying to think what he won last year or whatever it was he won last year. Um, but anyway, it looks like we got another really good golfer on our hands. But doesn't surprise me, though. Coach Siegel does a a really nice job with that program. And um, shout out to him. I, I reached out to Cannon Claycomb, who I'm friends with. He's another member of the golf team, another really good golfer. I'm going to see if he's uh, – available to hop on here, kind of talk about his experience. Cause there was video of those guys on the, um, uh, what is it? Like the, the, the van, like the sprinter van, they're watching, uh, man, mm-hmm. friend, he just reached out. Um, oh, well I'll see if I can get him on here in a little bit, but we'll, we'll work on that. But anyway, I thought that was really cool to see him get another uh, big victory. I'm sitting here trying to figure out different things. I got a lot of different things going on here today, but that's all good. Um, that'll be a good gap because he knows them very well. It's do you. Um, but, you know, what that means for the Alabama golf team. But, you know, Nick Dunlap was a big-time winner. Uh, it's a PJ rule. Phil Mixon back in 1991 did the same thing. Think about being 20 years old to go on a PJ tour and knowing how difficult it is to win on the tour. And the dude just showed that he is tough-minded. He... I mean, he had stones. I mean, he didn't back down. He stayed in it. 
Uh, and it was pretty cool that Justin Thomas, who played at Alabama, who's won numerous times on the tour, one of the best players on the tour, uh, was in his was in his group pairing. So, um, you know, I know the 1.5, let's just be honest, if you know anything about P.J. Golf, you know that 1.5 for the winner is not a big purse, right? You know, you got to get in some of these bigger tournaments to get the, you know, the huge purses. Some of them uh, get way up there for the, for the first place winner. Uh, this was 1.5, nothing to sneeze about, nothing to call <laughs> home about. But but uh, he do not get the cash, but here's what he does get. He gets a two-year exemption on the PGA, which means masters all these tournaments that he will be able to, to play in. Now, that being said, if you can win on the PGA Tour as a sophomore, right, why would you even, like, from if it was me, or if I was, was advising him, I'm not playing any more college golf. You can always go back to school and get your degree. Right. Always. I mean, you want to make money. And, and, and the thing is, he's good enough. If you can win right now at 20 and you got the right work ethic, which I think he does. I mean, Alabama has sent numerous golfers out uh, that has done great on the PGA Tour. I mean, you're talking about the top 70, whatever it is, 72 maybe. That, that man, now he gets an exemption for two years. So I know a lot of people talking about the money and, and all that, but that right there in itself is much more valuable, in my opinion, than getting that money right now. Because if he turns pro and he plays in all these tournaments, I think he's scheduled to play this weekend coming up. Um, you turn pro, one, now you can get money, you can make money. Two, you know, you're talking about all the different sponsors and things like that now that you're able to get, right? Because let's just be real about it. Golf NIL is not going to pay you any money. I mean, they, I mean, might, they un- might with him now that he's nah, I mean, a they're not. champion. I mean, I mean he just he's not going to get the money that some of these guys in, in college football playing football right now, the Isaiah Bonds, people up there in the, in the transfer portal, he's not going to get the money that they get. He's not because right. golf just don't, unless you get on a tour and win consistently, right, you're not going to get that kind of money. So... So, you know, you would think, well, we can keep him here at Alabama, NIL deal. This stuff. He's not going to make that kind of money. I mean, nobody goes out to watch college golf. Who goes out to watch college golf? Nobody. I love golf. You know, I play in a lot of tournaments every year. But the thing is, I know in college, there's not a big following of college golf. But right. the only way he can make some huge money, and he might not like what I'm getting ready to say, but if he entertained the Live Tour. Mm. I mean, they're paying big dollars. They are. Maybe he's the type of guy, young, he's hot right now, He's he's been playing extremely well. Maybe he's the guy that will entertain whether you support live or not, but seems like roaring guys like that, or, or, you know, they're backpedaling based on the live tour. But I'm just saying, if I'm a golfer, I don't, they're offering $7,500, $200 million. Are you crazy? Why would you <laughs> take that money? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm up with the people. No, 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 no. You're talking about lifestyle, generational lifestyle. Why wouldn't you take that kind of money? So if Dunlap, I would definitely, i get me an agent. I would entertain, see what they got. Because he might be able to take that win and parlay that into huge Benjamins, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, I don't know about you, Christian, but... You know, I can be, you know, hey, PGA, I understand the Jack Nicholas and Tiger and all, Arnold Palmer and all the big names, Sam Sneed. We can go on and what it means for the PGA Tour. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, if you can make money, 
that's generational, life-changing, why wouldn't you do it? That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I feel that. And I, but I'm just, man, I still would be mad I missed out on, I think the purse is $1.5 million. I know you said right. all, the, all those other things are great. The exemptions and, and all the other perks and benefits, 100%, that is awesome. But to me, I'm not going to forget the money that I just missed out on, $1.5 million, just because of the rules. I mean, especially after a performance like that, I mean, 12 under 60 in that third round, and then he sinks that six-foot putt to win it. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I won the money from winning, and I get what you're saying about <laughs> getting you some some uh, live tour money. But I thought they were supposed to – didn't they announce they were trying to come together again? Or they, they were, are. They, I think I mean, they're, everybody's not going to say Roy McIlroy, who was very, very outspoken, who is one of the leaders of the PGA Tour. Right. Right? Very outspoken against the live tour and really went at players who decided to – to go participate, but you know, <laughs> I don't know something you know down the road for sure. Not golf season is kicking off. We'll have a lot of golfers, pro golfers, on for uh, with us. You guys, like Jim Furyk and other big names that I can get and ask them because they they've been around. And I know Jim's going to tell you more about the PGA and why you choose that route because that's who he is. I mean, he's one of the highest winners on tour as far as money making. Um, and maybe we'll get him on to talk about it. But listen, right now. Show me the money. Can I get a cash register sign, please? <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> because, listen, who's going to pay you generational, life-changing money to play golf? I mean, you play in your shorts. You get rid of all these stubby rules. I mean, I went to the masses numerous times, and they take your cell phone, man. You can't even have your cell phone on the course. I, I mean, you got to walk around. I mean, like, come on, man. Even though the food is great, it's cheap. The pimento cheese sandwiches are to die for. Yes, I mean, they're good and they're cheap. That's cool. It's an experience. It's beautiful. But boy, you get, I mean, golf could be snooty. Snooty golfer. I don't like that. I mean, you know, it would be like cigar smoking, you know, driving your car, wherever you, I like that kind of golf. I mean, fun, shorts. That's what live is, man. They have a good time. They have music out there. And you can do all of that and Play a little golf, man. That's the greatest, some of the nicest courses. See outside? Why wouldn't you take that money? All right, we got to hit a break. We got people on the phone already. 205-342-9904. Don't forget to download the Tide 100.9 app. It's absolutely F-R-E-E free. And Noah Haynes will read those for you there. Uh, don't forget we are streaming live on our YouTube TV channel. It ain't TV, but it's YouTube. And it's a channel. And we are live. And you can get it right there, too. Put questions right there and be a part of our show, The Miller's Edge, right there. We're sponsored by Good Friends at the Good Feast Store, America's Art Support Experts. Go see Doug's and the good people at Midtown Village. Try before you buy. They'll take extremely good care of you. Quick time out. We'll continue this conversation. We got a lot of stuff to delve into today on the program. I hope you're ready to go because now we're set up and I am ready to go. Right here. On the Bill's Edge, we're tied 1.9. We're at home of Alabama Crystal Sports. Go Casa. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 42. Cloudy tomorrow, some scattered light rain, the high 61. Wednesday, cloudy and mild, rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Roxanne, Roxanne, all she want to do is party all night. Yeah, Roxanne. 
here on the Tide 100.9. What about Roxanne? All she wants to do is party all night. Where'd you get that song at, though? Oh, just the internet. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. I wonder who Roxanne is. I uh, couldn't tell you, but that's a popular song, though. Yeah, it was big yeah, on TikTok a couple years ago. Yeah, I got the. I'm not on the TikTok, so I wouldn't wouldn't understand. So, I'm a little outdated when it comes to that. Two five three four two ninety nine zero four. Free download for your tide one hundred point nine, or you can get us on YouTube. Our extra show. We are streaming live. Christian's communication in between breaks with you. Uh, I'll be back on there here in just a little bit. But, no, no, uh, well, check I, I got I got to keep you off of there because that's why it's echoing. Unfortunately, since you're using your phone. I got. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to have you on there because it's going to echo. But it's all right if you can get okay. that computer charged up. We'll figure it out. But we can still hear you. So it's it's all good. All right, good. Yeah, we're good to go. All right. Well, I'll x out of my. Um, I already got out you. of my You're YouTube, and we we'll be good. I, actually, it was just on. I, I didn't hear anything just a minute ago. But we're trying to figure out some stuff too as we're doing this new venture here. As we're live doing radio on Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. No, let's do some phone calls. Let's go to the phone. I know my man Tommy from Romulus. He is excited about Nick Dunlap. I know he's ready to, to spend some of that uh, that earnings, that 1.5 million that he did not get. Tommy, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. I'm like, go play golf. If they don't pay you that type of money, go play. I Absolutely. Mean, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be mean, I guess. I'm sick of hearing politicians. You're not a true American, all this. Like, I've never known a politician to turn down a $5 bill. So when somebody offered me $2.5 billion, I'm going to hit that little white ball. True, true. In Saudi Arabia, Tudor, or on the freaking moon like Neil Armstrong doing. It's still going that ball somewhere out in the universe. But I mean, I just you'd, be, you'd be absolutely crazy not to turn pro at this point. I mean... Uh, it's a shame that you can't collect the earnings, the 1.5. I get all that, but the two-year exempt is huge uh, for all the tournaments. And, you know, you're going to make money. You're going to get sponsors. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have the shirt loaded up with all types of sponsors on it. Uh, I mean, you're probably going to, as young as he is, like I said, the work ethic got to be there. Can't get really, you know, complacent now that you want, but I think he's the type of guy that will continue to work hard. And you're going to make so much more money playing golf. I mean, you can focus full-time instead of, you know, having to worry about going to class. Yeah, or you're worrying about a six-foot-six linebacker hitting you going across the middle. This is a very easy decision, in my opinion. You swing a little club, you hit a little white ball. I know that little white ball makes you cuss and swear like sailors, but <laughs> it's okay. There's a one time I was going down Pensacola on the Navy base, we were checking in, and uh, <clears throat> I watched the officer was wrapping his golf club around the trees. He was so mad. Dang. Yeah, I'm like, hmm, hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think that, I don't need to learn about this sport. I'd just rather be stupid on this one because he just. Next thing you know, you saw his bag and club going to the little pond. I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure somebody else had to go fish that thing out, but. He was not happy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoy playing, but don't get me wrong. It definitely is a little frustrating. But that's the thing about golf, man. It's addicting because it's like you keep thinking that next shot is going to be your best shot, and then it's probably not, and you just keep chasing that 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 next hole or whatever it is. But it's definitely fun to get out there. I like being outside, though. 
Yeah, and it's fun to play in the summertime with the spring, the fall, and I don't want to be playing in January right now. Or last weekend, all by my own thing. No doubt. Well, what do you think about this uh, this weekend, Tommy? With these commitments, as uh, as everybody probably knows by now, everybody is probably staying tuned and glued to their phones, trying to hear these updates with the first big recruiting weekend that we had. Um, so, what, what were your thoughts on 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 that? Picking up the the center, uh, Parker Brailsford, uh, Washington transfer. He was their starting center last season uh, for their uh, for their Joe Moore Award winning. Uh, offensive line and then also Jeremy uh, drawing a blank now Jeremy Bernard wide receiver uh, any thoughts on, on those big pickups well yeah it's big because everybody for the last two weeks have just relished and rejoiced you thought it was a revival say that Alabama Satan is gone Satan is gone and, uh, <laughs> the thing I hate about the portal I said I got in trouble Friday for my I used a very bad image and Okay, I said, all right, the kids can do what they want to understand that. But now they'll accuse Alabama of stripping Washington of their football team for their best players. Well, then I told them, I said, well, is that what the other kids doing with Alabama? Ohio State got three, Texas got one. I mean, Florida State got two former Alabama football players. That's the name of the game. I said, after this 30-day period, if there's another school or two losing coach to go to the NFL or go to other schools, well, enjoy your 30 days of hell because uh, <laughs> you're going to get rated. Right. Yeah, no, I it's going to happen to anybody at this point. I mean, unless they... It's going to happen find... this week. Yeah, go ahead. It's going to happen this week because Jim Harbaugh, I believe, takes a job in the NFL this week. Well, yeah. Uh, I heard rumors. I have a hard time believing that I'm getting in trouble. I won't same name, everybody sound mean to people. Uh, why would Brian at LSU want to go to Michigan? He was up there for all the years at Central Michigan at Notre Dame. He didn't get it done. And he got a better program, in my opinion, at LSU. Better. Maybe, maybe you want to get into the Big Ten, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, I, I feel that he probably would stay at LSU, and they probably, and Michigan might promote the offensive coordinator, maybe, Shrone Moore. Is that his name? Yeah, that's what I think. I think Michigan yeah. will promote him in. That's my guess. I mean, I mean, somebody had to all figure out, well, this one's going to go this way, Mike Noel go to LSU, all like that. Like, if he did leave LSU, why would LSU go after Noel? So now it's question mark about his recruiting in Tampa. You don't want that crap to follow you to bring that on you new school. I mean, you know, it just, I don't know. I just, well, I guess maybe y'all have something. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, it, it seems logical based on what people see, you know, being from or coaching up in that area. You mentioned Central Michigan. Um, you know, he would be like their number one guy. You know, he had, you know, moderate success since he's been at LSU. Uh, not you know he played in the SEC championship his first year beating Alabama on a fluke play at the end um, this year no defense he fired the entire defensive staff so that's been reorganized and it it sounds good I don't know you know you would leave a program like LSU for Michigan but you know that to me is a I don't want to well do we call it a lateral move but because Michigan just won the national championship I don't know but no doubt it would be a great move. But when you look at what's in place, and we've been talking about this at Alabama 
fans and covering Alabama, right? What would have been best for Alabama after Nick Saban retired was to be able to have somebody there in in the pocket, on staff, a Sharon Moore, if you will, to be able to step right into those Jim Harbaugh shoes. And now you don't lose, I don't think. You don't have what we've seen with Alabama. We don't see the great exodus happening. Um, I think, you know, they, yeah, they might lose some guys, but I think if you hire one of those coordinators defensively and or offensively, you're going you're gonna to save face with a lot of players because the familiarity is there. So, I, you, know, um, you know, I think you're going to lose guys just by just a attrition, right, Tommy? Because it just guys go and say, well, I want to try something else. We just won a national championship. Let me go try something differently. That happens. I don't know what to what degree. But if you hire a guy that's, let's say, Sharon Moore, he's taking over your program. He's, you know, Jim Harbaugh missed six games, by the way. He's coached the team. He's ran the team. They've been on a weight trip, so he's done everything. So to me, if I'm the Michigan leadership group, that would be such a if, – if Harbaugh said, oh, hey, I'm going to, to work with Los Angeles Chargers or the Atlanta Falcons, he takes one of those jobs, hey, I got a guy right here, and we won without him already. So to me, that would be the, the easiest move. And therefore, I think you hold on to your guys. And that's what I've been saying about Alabama. I know people dismiss it, and people are like, well, we don't need them, and you hear all sorts of things. You know, they weren't that good. You hear everything when guys decide to leave. You know, this guy was better. You wasn't saying that just about, about a month ago, right? But now people find themselves saying all this crazy stuff. But reality is, you know, you hire a guy that people are not familiar with, people are prone to leave. That's going to happen. Now, we, you know, are we surprised that, he got some of the Washington commits. I'm not at all. I mean, I said a week or so ago, he's going to get some of those guys. He's going to get guys that like him, that he likes, that, that he's going to be able to talk to. He's going to be able to convince to come to down here in the Southeastern Conference and play in the SEC. And there are guys there. So I'm not surprised. The ones I'm looking for, if he gets to cornerback, you know, that would be huge. Um, and if he gets, you know, the, the big one is the receiver, Williams, he got to show that he can get that guy because to me that's program changing if uh, the boys able to get him. Yeah, I mean it just—I knew there was going to be Washington. It just depends, like I said, it's just going to take. I mean, it's going just going to drag on for two weeks and longer till that day comes up. I mean, so I mean, I'm still. But people got this thing planned out. How they, I know people like Christie. I guess he was there when you was playing football, Bo Davis. Yes. I mean, I know he's good, but is he the only offensive line coach in America? I mean, I'm, defensive I'm line. Good. He was with the defensive line coach. And I mean, defensive he's, line. Yeah, he, I'm he's, sorry, I'm sorry, he's I'm not. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, I know what you meant. No, he, he's not the only one. But I'll tell you one thing, Tommy. He's I a damn good one. one. He's. I mean, you talk about. I mean. This dude, he, he was responsible for the development of guys like Jaron Reed, Ashawn Robinson, Jonathan Allen. Um, I think even Deron Payne, maybe one year, his freshman year. I mean, Bo Davis, man, he's he's a heck of a football coach. I mean, you talk about really getting his guys to play at the highest level possible, and and he he's like the head of like that that dog, right? Like like he's he he brings the dog out of all those guys. Trust me. I mean, like if you if you, I wish I could play one of his. I guess pregame kind of motivational pep talks for his defensive line unit. 
I'm, there's no way I'd be able to play it on the radio, but I'm just telling you right oh. now, I'd have you ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> well, I knew you played for Blake. I know he's good. He was here before, and I know that he was blocked and coming back by the SEC. And I'm just like, well, and we just so fascinated with him, and we can't make a good choice. I think another choice is we got to find us another strength coach that will motivate like Scott hmm. Proctor. We haven't had that in three or four years. I mean, and the only other thing I'm going to say, I'm happy Ohio State got Bill O'Brien. They're going to find out how great he really is. <laughs> we'll see what he does, man. Hope, Hopefully, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. No, look. I will. He didn't do nothing in two years here. Okay? Last year, he said, oh, he's dumb. And I'm being kind when I say dumb. Yeah. I, I, I mean... <sighs> I, I hate to say this, but I mean, even after watching that Lions game, you're like, man, you're telling me you couldn't come up with more concepts for Jameer Gibbs when he was here. I, I you know, I wish I, w- I hate to say that. I mean, I, I wish him well, you know, just because I'm, you know, I'm a good person. But man, golly, man, I feel like we had a lot of wasted potential. But yeah. that's not our problem anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's Ohio State. Yeah, that's right. Well, thanks, guys. Y'all have a great week. Yes, sir. You too, Tommy. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Tommy from Romulus. Always checking in. Appreciate that. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll uh, let's dive into these re- these recruits from this weekend because I think a lot of people are interested in hearing about that. So we'll do that on the other side of this. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. We'll be right back after a quick timeout. Next, Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Tuesday, 7.30. We'll talk with Kevin Skarbinski. We'll review the Nick Dunlap miracle out in California. Also, look at the Alabama Crimson Tide football recruiting. Also, in the second hour, we'll take your phone calls on Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100. In the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Lamborghini, a cop car. With a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12.35 on the dial here on a Monday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes here with you. The Miller's Edge, the Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Uh, let's get to some app messages. Again, you can download them for absolutely free. Tide 100.9. To that being said, let's go to the best reader in all of Alabama, Noah Haynes. Hey, hey, hey. We got a couple app messages here. We got uh, Chris in Mississippi out in Starkville. He says, I know that going pro is best financially, but don't you think that Dunlop could endorse or swing a certain brand of club and make some serious NIL money? Some kids really enjoy the college experience and aren't in a hurry to rush into the career world. That's what I was kind of saying. I mean, with NIL, he definitely has opportunities. But to be fair, you know, it, I do feel like that might be limited. Like my dad was saying, with golf, I mean, you're not going to have the same level of exposure as you would in, say, football. Um, but nonetheless, definitely some really good opportunities. But I just don't think it'd be comparable. I mean, we're talking – I mean, the purse for the tournament he just won, uh, the American Express, uh, was like 1.5. So that's that's a lot of money. But that's one. But talking. that's not. That's one of the smaller. 
you know, winnings when well, you're talking about big time. It's well, not I like, gonna, I mean, I, I know it's I was, a lot of money to us, but when you're talking about the PGA, it's not like one of their biggest payouts. I didn't say that, and I actually was going to say that the live, if you could throw in live tour, like getting signed by live tour would be monumental uh, type money. And I was just saying $1.5 million for one tournament is probably more than he would make in his right. four years here in college. That That's what the point I was making. He won't make nowhere near close to that. My point. That's why I wasn't trying to compare it to other tournaments. I was saying $1.5 million for that one tournament alone would probably outdo any earnings he would make throughout college. So we're saying the same thing. I mean, listen, it, I, I understand what uh, Chris is saying here um, because, you know, people want to enjoy college. Maybe he does. If that's the case, I, I don't blame him. I mean, then do what you do if that's what you want to do. Uh, but You can golf for years, man. I mean, there really ain't I mean, so but much my point is you can always go back to college. It's not going to be the same when you I mean, back. I went back to college and I was in my, my late 40s. But that's not the I, same. You're not getting the college experience, though. I could if I wanted it to. That's not that's you in college at forty walking around campus is not the same. But you know I look I mean? like I was like twenty one. Like, I mean, I look like I was a transfer reporter guy. <laughs> well, it listen, matter, you sure no. about that? Right. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent sure about that. And listen, I get it, right? But what's the goal? What's the goal when you talk about these football players? We're going to get into it in just a moment. They they pull out their hat or whatever they do, the weird things that they do now. Well, how many years did they say they stay in this school? Three to four. Okay. Now, I know you can graduate. You graduated in three years. You're a very smart guy. You did that at Alabama. You got a master's in four years, four and a half, whatever it was. You did. You wanted a very few. Okay. Most guys, they say that because they're trying to get to where the cheese is. Right? Yeah, I get it with college, but at the end of the day, you're trying. Nick Dunlap is trying to be a pro. That's his goal. And if he can get to that now while he's doing his thing because there's so many ebbs and flows with golf, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's just the thing. I know money isn't everything. But if that's your passion, that's your focus, that's your goal to me, uh, Chris, I think he should make that decision to do that. Um, and if not, I'm fine with that too because he's got to be happy with his own stuff. All right, let's go back uh, and do another app message. Noah, take it away. Yep, uh, Clive and Colleyville, uh, switching back to a different conversation we were talking about last break about uh, just the transition between coaches is uh, he's agreeing with you guys, said Saban should have had a guy waiting in the wings. He thinks that would have made it a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would have been – I think that would have – when I say best-case scenario, because I mean, I don't mean it like this isn't a good scenario. I think this definitely could work out, but it definitely comes with a lot more um, – I wouldn't say obstacles, but yeah, yeah, it comes with a lot more obstacles. I mean, that's just the best way you can put it. It's definitely a, a really good hire, but it's going to come with a lot more obstacles because you do have to re-recruit the team. It is going to be more difficult to keep guys um, in the program versus if you did have a guy that you promoted from within. Um, not saying one's going to work out better than the other, but just I think it would have made this, not even I think, I know for a fact it would have made the transition smoother because if I'm being honest with you, this transition hasn't been the smoothest. I know that, right? Uh, but nonetheless, um, I'm excited to see where things end up uh, going because uh, I think once they get over the hump, which is expected, I, I think we're going to see some really good things. Is, is it going to be different? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be different. I mean, uh, Coach DeBoer is a lot different than Coach Saban. I mean, I know that you hear some of the same things like the word process and whatnot, but in terms of their demeanors and the way they, they kind of run their programs, it's, I mean, it's almost night and day. So I am really curious uh, to see how it ends up 
uh, playing out. But but I am excited, though. But I do agree. I think promoting from within probably would have made the transition uh, a lot smoother. Did, did we... Uh, <laughs> I think that was everything. Is that all the app messages, Noah? Uh, those, those are all for now. If we have more in, I'll be... Well, I'm sorry. Now. Okay, but we. Uh, my point was, because we talked about that right when we're looking at who to hire that type of thing but but the reality was they didn't have a guy right kevin still was the the, the the og of the staff he was stepping down he had I mean, no head coaching experience um they had nobody so you know when i said timing was to me again i'm not questioning Nick Saban's timing but just for the overall the big picture in a perfect world you would say hey yes could he got somebody and groom would be the word that i would use groomed to be the guy, the coach in waiting. We saw with, with Max Brown, or Mac Brown, excuse me, and Will Muschamp at Texas. That's when the kind of whole coach in waiting, right? They wanted to keep Coach, uh, coach Boom and his uh, defensive coordinating prowess and all of this good stuff. So they named him coach in waiting. Well, Nick Nick never had a coach in waiting with the staff. I mean, a lot of people think that the staff is one of the worst staffs that he has had. It depends on whom you ask, right? You know, he brought in Tommy Reese, who was at Notre Dame, has some experience, but trying to figure out, you know, Milro and Jalen Milro and all that good stuff. But he ended up turning some things around, did a lot of good things uh, last year. Started off, it was it was rough. It was a rough patch. Um, you know, they had guys, you know, but they didn't have any guy that I, I think nobody, no bad offense, hired this guy off your staff. I mean, even though they've had guys like Ken Wisenhunt, right, who was an NFL coach, but he wasn't going to coach his team. Um, I think he was a guy that you definitely, you know, you could utilize and keep on on your staff. I don't know why but, uh, the board didn't, didn't uh, reach out that way, but that's his own decision. Um, but they had nobody to take the throne and say, hey, bam, this is the, we've been around. Our face is familiar. We're in the community. You know, we can go to every restaurant. We can people know you. They didn't have that guy. I know you mentioned Pete Golden was supposedly maybe was going to be that guy, but then he had issues and, and then, you know, he moves on with Lane Kiffin. Um, other than that, they had nobody. So, that's why I thought Dan Lanning, you know, Sark, I did throw up the Lane Kiffin name, which was my guy, but they were kind of guys that would have been familiar with this program and know this area. So, it is difficult. It is hard. It is going to be harder and then not not nobody's not been negative in saying that he can't we're saying it's going to be much harder for him to turn things around as quick in my opinion um i just think for not being here and you, you hire some guys that always help you kept some guys on your on the staff that always help you know but you, you if you're just out there by yourself i get it but you're going up against dudes that's been doing this thing for a minute Right, that know all these coaches, know all these players, has been recruiting these players since they were ninth grade. So you kind of behind the eight ball. That's the reality of it. But can he do it? Absolutely. You know. But to me, I think it's going to take a little while. When we come back from the break, though, Chris, I want to talk about this because I know a lot of people are interested in the recruiting weekend. Ryan Williams was here. You know, they got a couple of commitments. They got a center. Thank God that can snap the ball. That's a plus. If he could just snap it, you win. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that guy committed, although he looks like a a, a Sam linebacker. You need to put some weight, some uh, pedals in his booty. Uh, but um, he's a second-team all-conference guy. Feel good about that. 
Um, you got a receiver that's played some valuable minutes. That don't really float my boat because, man, you got those kind of guys on the roster already, so I'm not overly, you know, pumped about that. I mean, it's a good get, but it's not like, yeah, you know, I'm doing cartwheels. So we'll get your thoughts on that about recruiting. We'll get Christian thoughts on that when we come back from this timeout. This is the Mills Edge. We're going to try 100.9, 1230 AM, WTBC. Back in a moment. $800 off select kitchen appliances from top brands like GE Profile at the Home Depot. Pricing valid January 4th through 24. Gas ranges and dryers extra. U.S. only. See store or online for details. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today 52. Tonight increasingly cloudy with the low at 42. Cloudy tomorrow. Some scattered light rain. The high 61. Wednesday cloudy and mild. Rain likely. Maybe a thunderstorm. The high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes in the studio behind the glass. Don't forget to send those messages right to him on Tide 100.9. Let's get right to it here. We'll talk a lot of football now. We've got the golf. We're going to talk some, some uh, course, uh, playoffs here to next hour as well. Uh, Christian, uh, big weekend. I know everybody that I've seen following eggs were looking and waiting to hear from Ryan Williams. You know, his pictures floating around of what they were doing, him he and his family, taking the pictures and all that good stuff that they do now with recruiting. Uh, they did get the two guys from Washington, the center, and the wide receiver committed. So they got two good commitments. Um, that people seem to be happy with, uh, but not the one that's going to be the program changing yet. A guy in Ryan Williams who everybody wants to uh, compare to Nick Saban getting the Julio Jones commitment, and from that one, things turned around. Is Ryan Williams that dude? Is he that guy? If they land him, uh, does that change the whole trajectory for this program at Alabama and Kalen DeBoer going forward? Uh, I mean, I, I think he could definitely could make a huge impact. I mean, from what I hear about him, I mean, this guy is uh, a program-changing player. So I think it'd be huge, not, not only just for what he's going to do on the field, but also uh, I think the message that it would send um, if he is able, uh, if DeBoer is able to land Ryan Williams, to, I think that, that sends a message that, hey, you know, he's coming in here, hitting the ground running, and he's able to win some of the biggest recruits, if not the biggest recruits in the state. So um, I definitely believe that, you know, Ryan Williams would, would be a, a day one type of guy just by watching his tape. Now, I can't predict anything, but, uh, you know, skill position is going to be a lot easier to come in and probably play quicker, um, too, if you if you think about it. So I think Ryan Williams definitely is a is a must get, um, especially given that, you know, I, I feel like for some time we haven't had that true number one guy. I know Jermaine Burton kind of stepped up some, Bond uh, stepped up, but I feel like we're, we've been lacking guys like the – you know, Calvin Ridley's, the the Devontae Smith's, you know what I'm saying? Like guys that you're just like, all right, man, I feel confident just, you know, this guy's got one-on-one coverage, you know what I'm saying? They're man coverage. I'm just I'm just going to throw it to him, right? Yeah, I, I feel like we could really benefit from a guy like that. And, and Ryan Williams, to me, um, is that type of guy. Now, I do also believe that, you know, we saw what happens when you can't protect the quarterback, right? We, get, we gave up arguably, you know, the most sacks in the country, um, you know, 40-something sacks last year. 
So they obviously need to, you know, improve the offensive line. You talked about them getting a center. I think that's a huge piece. You know, the snaps were a major issue last year with Seth McLaughlin. You know, he transferred to Ohio State. And I wish him well, but I definitely think that I would call this this an upgrade with Parker Brailsford, the center from uh, Washington that just transferred over. A guy who's going to have like three, I think three more years of eligibility. Uh, he was the center on the Joe Moore Award winning offensive line. That's good. But I actually went back and watched the tape on him just to kind of get a better idea. Because, again, I think what happens, you know, a lot of the time when people talk about people, they kind of just say what they've heard from somebody or they heard from somebody or what they read. So I went and watched him. And, um, look, I'll say this about him. You know, he is smaller. He's 6'2", 275. At least that's what he's listed at. I'm sure he's probably a little bit heavier than that. I saw somebody compare him to Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey's 295. So I don't know where you got that from. But... Uh, 275 is definitely light and he played fine at center at that weight, but I definitely think he'd benefit from putting some weight on. Right. So I would, I would say at six, two, he looks like he's got good length, his arm length. Um, so maybe like 295, I think he'd be, that'd be perfect. If you watch the scheme, Washington pulls a lot, man. These guys are always on some type of movement. They pull centers, guards, tackles, and it's, it's, it's frequent. This isn't just like a couple of times. So you got to be able to be agile and be able to move. This guy does that just as you'd expect him to, being uh, his size. He's athletic. And to be a smaller guy, he's very scrappy, man. And with him being shorter, he's got, you know, good pad level. I mean, he's got some nice pop to him. He's physical. So I, I like this kid. I think he's going to be um, a really a really good addition to this team. Uh, the receiver, uh, Jeremy Bernard, I think he's going to be a good player as well. Um, I think he's definitely going to be solid. He's a returner, so he can help you out in that. Uh, aspect so definitely two get uh, good gets for coach DeBoer and obviously these are guys coming from Washington they're not you know like high school guys but um, nonetheless they're going to be guys that you can you know put in play right away they know the system they know the scheme um, so I think they're they're going to be two uh, nice pieces um, and now I'm looking forward to kind of what, what we can do uh, once the spring portal opens up because there's definitely going to be some more positions to fill uh, once that opens up but you know, from what I'm hearing, guys are confident uh, with, with the groups that they have. You know, I mean, we, I think we get caught up talking so much about everybody that's left. But we got to remember, I mean, if you look at who they have back, I mean, defensively, they're to me, and they're, they're in a good spot. You've got your two starting linebackers, right? Jihad Campbell, Deontay Lawson, both those guys are back. But on the defensive line, you hadn't really lost many people at all. You still got Tim Smith, Tim Keenan, Jaheim Otis. All those guys are currently still there. I'm probably missing some. James Smith, a uh, young guy. Um, Damon Payne. I think the whole defensive line besides uh, Justin Aboigby and maybe one other. Really, I mean, they, they pretty much got everybody. Edge guy, obviously, you lose both your starting edges in Braswell and uh, Dallas Turner. However, you got some some solid young players that I think can step up. This system is a 4 5 but they utilize that jack position like we've seen uh, Alabama use, which you know I played in our nickel package. Um, they got LT Overton that they added from Texas A&M. He's going to be that 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 big end uh, opposite. Uh, to they, they call their Jack the Wolf, I believe, if I'm getting that right. Um, and then with the the only the the thing I'm not want to say most concerned about, but defensively that I'm looking at is the depth at the defensive back position. Right, the starters I'm not too worried about. You got Malachi Moore, uh, Devontae Smith, who missed majority of last season with an injury. However. Um, he was the starting safety, I believe, in training camp before he broke his foot or whatever the injury was and then came back late in the season for a few games. And I, I can't remember what game it was. It was a smaller school, I believe. But, I mean, he was really showing up, and he was playing some good football that game. Um, and it looked like he, you couldn't tell he missed that much time. So I, I'm excited about him. The corners, 
you got the transfer from Southern Cal, Southern Cal guy should be able to step in and play. Um, uh, in Bakwe, I can think I'm pronouncing his name. You got some young guys, Hurley, uh, Mincy. So there's, there's, there's some young guys in the secondary, but I, I'm more concerned about the depth. That's the biggest thing. And then offensively, I mean, you plug the center in with two of the best guards in the country, uh, Tyler Booker and Jaden Roberts, right? Only concerns up there to me right now is the tackles. You're replacing uh, right tackle, uh, drawing a blank, uh, but uh, you're replacing your right tackle and you're replacing your left tackle, Caden Proctor left. But you got a handful of young tackles on this roster, but you just got Miles McVeigh is somebody to look out for, maybe at the right tackle position. Then JC Latham is who you're talking about. That's right. Latham entered the draft, so you're replacing the right tackle. Then left tackle, you had Pritchett, who's got Kayden some Proctor. experience. Yeah, Caden Proctor left, but you got Pritchett, who's got some experience. He, he could probably step up and play that. Tight ends are back, except for Nye Black, who, you know, that's a big loss. But um, you got C.J. Dupree back, Robbie Oots coming back, which I think those guys are, 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 you know, great football players, tough football players. Receiver position, you got some guys, with, you know, that have gotten some experience. I'm excited about Jalen Hale, seeing him step up, but you still got Kobe Prentice, Kendrick Law. I think he could have a much bigger role. Um, with this offense, and then running back, I feel good about those guys. So then, obviously, the quarterback room, you still got Jalen Miller. So with that being said, I mean, I just went over the whole depth chart real quick. Well, they got, yeah, you did good. I mean, they got crazy depth. I mean, they got crazy dudes. And that's with dudes. all the losses. Yeah, so right. they still I mean, they are got, in decent shape. Not they even got decent, crazy they're in good shape. They're in good shape. But here's, I want to talk about after the break, because I was just listening to you. I wanted to be quiet and let you go. But, I, I you know, I am going to play devil's advocate. Because this Washington team that I watched a lot and I liked. But when they played the likes of what we're going to see in the SEC week in and week out, they mimic a little bit the style of Michigan, right? We're going to see more of that style of team. And they didn't do so well. And I'm going to tell you why I have a little bit concern. Again, it's not negative, just looking at the overall picture. I'm not going to be, you know, positive Pete here all the time. But you got to look at the reality of it. They played a team in Michigan, and they lost 34-13. Now, it was closer for a little while. But, I mean, defensively was was a problem. Not just Michigan. Defensively was question marks we had about his team the whole time. I mean, we can go back and look at some of the games. But if you go back and look at this team defensively, they had to make some big plays in the end to win games. Like, they could easily, I mean, they could have been three or four losses there easily. But they, to their credit, made those big plays. So I'm a little bit concerned defensively what they're going to be. And hopefully they get to play Dylan Johnson, who I know very well. I talked about that. You know, I don't worry about them running the football here because I think they got a better group of backs overall. Offensive line is still going to be a question how they feel out. We'll see how that works out. But when you look at them playing Michigan, and the way they're probably going to have to play every week in the SEC, I have some concerns, and I'll tell you what those are. Top of the hour break, more than Mills Edge coming back right here to Tide. 1230 AM WTBC, Tide 100.9 on the FM dial. Download that free app. Ask your questions there. We'll get them on the flip side of this top of the hour time. I'll be back in a moment.
TBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. The Philadelphia Eagles announced general manager Howie Roseman and coach Nick Sirianni will have an end-of-season press conference together on Wednesday, suggesting the head coach will be back for the 2024 season. ESPN reports 49ers receiver Debo Samuel is 50-50 to play in the NFC title game on Sunday after suffering a shoulder injury against the Packers this weekend. Detroit, meanwhile, has reportedly signed free agent tight end and three-time Pro Bowler Zach Ertz. According to NFL media, Ertz will start on the practice squad and is expected to be elevated for Sunday. ESPN reports Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh will have a second interview with the Chargers. Also from ESPN, former commanders coach Ron Rivera is respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisbo.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back. Hour number two, hour one, and it's in the books. Let's go. Let's turn it up now. Because you get to hour number two, you take your thing up just another level. You know, like the DJ at the club. You know, we start you off a little slow on a Monday. We get you right, get you comfortable. Then I'm going to start hitting hard like bricks. 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. Don't forget to download that free app, Ty 100.9. Ask your question there. We got some questions already in the uh, kitty, so to speak, that we'll get to here in just a moment. Again, go check out my good friends, Reagan, Randy, R&R Cigars. 2703 6th Street there in Tuscaloosa. If you're looking for a great place to relax and just to lounge around, either inside or outside, they got a great wraparound porch. It's called The Mansion. And by the way, the anniversary is coming up, and they do a beautiful job of entertaining you and just deals and things like that for the anniversary. Go to their website, www.rnrcigars.com. Uh, you can probably find out a lot more about it. Make sure you go if you're in the area, check out the anniversary. Check out the Humidor, the best in town. The bar, phenomenal. All types of bourbons and all types of drinks. The best bar there in Tuscaloosa. And they're just good people. Great friends of the show. Been around a long time. And they would love to hear from you. So check out the good friends at R&R Cigars, 27036 Street there in Tuscaloosa. Reagan and Randy will take excellent care of you. And listen, if you're out of town, a lot of you artists listen to us on our app, YouTube. You know what? You can buy online. So go to the website, rnrcigars.com. They'll ship them to you. Use that code Miller's Edge, absolutely free. And uh, you'll be very thankful that you did it if you check them out online. All right, let's get right to it. Hour number two, we're talking Alabama football, uh, a solid recruiting weekend. No Williams, no commitment from him, which that's what everybody wants. They got two guys from Washington. They got a center, which was a need position. There we go. Corey likes that because he wasn't just a quarterback that you didn't need. At least you got a position of need center. So there you go. There you go, Tia. Go, Tia. You like that. I'll give you so that's positive right there. Uh, again, people talking about his weight. Yeah, he is little. He needs some pellets in the booty. I said that now we're number one. But I think he's a very good technician if you look at the tape. Uh, the guy plays with great leverage, which in football, you have to be able to play with great leverage. Uh, he does just that. 
uh, good feet, slides his feet very nicely, able to his hips, all that stuff is really good. And that's one of the reasons that he's light. Now, now in saying that, many of you uh, blasted Alabama last year about they were too big. They couldn't move. You're right. They couldn't move. They couldn't block in space. They couldn't block speed. And uh, so they need to be more athletic, more agile at the offensive line for Alabama's defense. So they get a receiver. Again, I'm not running to call home to mama about a nice guy, but they get they got plenty of guys like that. But that to me is, <clears throat> sorry, it's just not, uh, maybe if you want to say uh, filling a position or just somebody that knows the offense, that definitely helps out. I get all of that, but he's not uh, a player uh, that uh, you get from, from being an Alabama fan crazy about, which people are. And sending out all they, you know, it's funny to me. They go find every bit of kind of tape and put put a video up to suggest to support what they're doing, but they won't go look at the whole thing because <laughs> I right. like, <laughs> I can go show you some other stuff that don't look so good. It's kind of like, hey, let me put my huddle highlights there. What are you going to see from recruits? You're going to see all the good plays. You ain't going to see some stuff that they struggle with. You just going to see look at the, who we're getting. But do you see him get blasted on that last play? Did you see the guy run by him? You know, so I'd be, I caution you just from just highlights. And, you know, like the center they put out, one play that just blew up on Twitter. And this is who we get. But, you know, go watch the game against Michigan, and you might see a little bit different. Well, that's why I was saying I went and watched, watched the tape because I don't just go off highlights. But right. uh, for everything I saw, I mean, again, the kid was a freshman All-American at center, and, and it – it to me, no, he's a good it, it proved true. Yeah, he's a good player, very snappy. Like you yeah. said, great leverage. He moves his feet well. Just needs to put on a little weight. But right. other than that, he's a very good football player. Only thing I will say was in, in pass pro. I know there's a stat that he only gave up one sack, but I, I do urge people to remember: as a center, you got help from both guards, right, or one or the other, if not both. So right. that 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 goes into it. Centers don't give it give up as many sacks as other positions. But I will say the only thing I would say he might improve on in pass pro is sometimes he gets caught kind of with his head down. He's sometimes a little so like he tries to be so physical that he can kind of get caught, you know, with that snatch pull move because he's kind of got his head down. But other than that, man, I really saw a pickup. The, the receiver though, he he is. A returner as well. You lose Kool Aid, who was your returner last year. I mean, and Downs, who was your backup guy, and, and Downs. So you lost two returners. So that is a, a big pickup. But uh, you know, through the air, he you know, 419 receiving yards, two touchdowns. So you know, not lighting up the stat sheet, but he's definitely a guy with experience. I think he played at Michigan State before, but with you know, all-purpose yards, he's responsible for 738 yards. So I mean, definitely a great pickup, though. I mean, it's a guy that you can you know. I ain't gonna say great. I, I mean, I think. We talked well, that word saying, around too loosely. I, I, I get what you're When I say great pickup, meaning like you lost some guys in the receiving room, so he's going to be a great player, whether it's depth or he's starring, whatever. Uh, he serves two roles, a receiver and a returner. That's why I call it now, a great he ain't going to start. Is he better than what they got there right now? Uh, it, it depends. I mean, you got Kobe no, Francis. I don't think so. I think Jaylen, he's your third, Hale's fourth, fifth young, type of guy. I, I would say probably – Maybe third, but I would say, you know, Jalen Hale is a guy I'm excited about, a young player that I think could really uh, make strides this season. So, yeah, no, nah, but look, nonetheless, I think he's going to, you know. Continue. I mean, that's not a bad pick. I'm just saying that nothing I would call home no. about. That's all I'm saying. But let's just talk about this because I want to keep there because we got now get some message. I know the goat, the goat always hit me up. She said this via X. You want to follow me on the X machine at Pastor Payne 57 if you want to do that. She says, playing devil's advocate to your devil advocacy. <laughs> I believe if Washington had better players, they win that game against Michigan. Yes, of course. 
Our defense was good last year, but let's not act like Alabama defense hasn't been down already over the years, which is I've been saying that all along. They weren't dominant. They were they were decent. I thought the defensive line play was down. Been down for the last few years. I thought last uh, two years ago, though, that defense was definitely had players. I mean, you go look at guys playing in the pros from that secondary. Jordan Battle has one of the highest rated secondary rookie guys in the, in the league. Uh, look what Branch has done for Detroit. Look, I mean, so this team, look at what, uh, you know, Will Anderson did as a freshman coming off the edge. I mean, I can continue to go on the players that are playing in the lead off that defense two years ago. So they had guys. You know, again, we talk about the amount of mistakes, and, and I don't think we're going to see those because we got a new guy, different defense, and I think that's one good thing. If you're looking for a positive, GOAT and others, here you go. You know, I think the defense will be simplified, and I think you will see these athletes that they bring in, that they have on the roster that end up staying, will be able to showcase their abilities a lot better. Uh, again, I love Coach Nick Saban. I can't downplay what he's accomplished, what he taught Christian, you played in that defense five years. But if I have a negative about that would be his defenses, especially as of the last three years, have been too hard for these new age guys. And the tackling was down. I thought their ability to execute this defense was down. Um, and, and to me, and I kept saying, it's too much. Um, and these new guys were... They are blitzing. They are they're they're playing. You know, one gap schemes and things like that. You know, on the attack, trying to impose their will on the other team's offense. That's what they do these days, right? Or they play zone, which is just very simple zone. So you know, uh, the max I, I zone. I disagree, though. I I, I, uh, I mean, but it's very obvious. You can disagree, but tell me the last two or three years, if we chart how many breakdowns, how many mistakes that was made in that secondary by Nick Saban's defense that cost them games, that cost them ability to play in the college football playoffs. We can go back and chart those. So you're saying I mean, it was only because, I mean, but let me give you an example. Because it's too hard. I've been saying that the whole time. I know it's easy for you. It's but, not, but, I never said it was easy for me, but I just, what I was just telling our chat during the break was that if you want to learn it, you got to you, you got to put the time and effort in, right? And the thing, I what I really like about the defense is there's so many nuances and, and complexities to it. Yeah, it's difficult to learn. But if you talk about defending different things, I mean, it, there, it, there's something in each call and a, or some type of adjustment to defend, you know, virtually anything and everything. I, I get that it is uh, difficult for people to learn. But my thing is this, though. I mean, the stuff that y'all are saying all oh, was so difficult and led to a bust. That's not even the case. Like, all right, give me an example. Like Caleb Downs, right, uh, on that fourth and two. On that bust, I mean, it's a push alert. I mean, he's got to push, right? I mean, it, that like to me, that's not super difficult. You see that you got that back strong, you got four strong load. Like, you don't have to have somebody necessarily tell you that. I mean, if you if your if your eyes are right, you see that the back they flip the back, they make four strong load that it, that makes push alert. You got to push, right? Like t that's not something being too difficult. Anybody with eyes can see that there's now four guys to a side with the back. That's not too difficult. That's why I, I think people just follow this narrative like, oh, it's too difficult. Like, yeah, but, but but what about I, the other I, five, I, I six, disagree. eight, ten times? What about the Texas game, all those busts? There were a lot of issues there. But, again, I mean, the way you got to give credit to Sark. But but I'm telling you right now, though, like, I, I could you have simplified something? Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you there. But what I will say is I don't think straight, you know, 
like base zone defense is the answer. Nobody really run. I mean, they don't even really do that in the NFL like that. Like everybody does some type of pattern match. You have to. And I'm not saying they won't do any of it, but if you watch uh, Coach Womack's defense from the past, they they are more. Uh, you know, zone base where it's like spot drops. Again, I, I said it earlier, I, I've seen guys kind of just turn and drop in their zone. I don't really see that as much, hardly really in college football. It's hard to do that, especially with a lot of these new schemes. Now, I could, again, I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm sure they'll be just fine. But that's something that I'm going to be looking for because, again, a Coach Saban's system is a lot different than what I've seen from this. So all I'm saying is with it being so different, that's something I'm going to be looking for because as a, as a defensive guy, this is a totally different defense. This is not even remotely close to what we, we've been running under Coach Saban. So that's just something I'm curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I've got a defense that they've hired, uh, Coach Womack. We heard a lot from their play-by-play slash color guy. Um, we heard from your teammate, Alphonse, who talked about Womack. So we Give us some really good information on him, but what do you eat again? Sound, it sounds good. You sound like you've been eating. I just for the had, past I had to eat forty a peanut. minutes. I, I ate one peanut <laughs> for forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. I mean, I'm, I got some cereal that I'm about ready to, um, you know, give me a bowl of this uh, granola and yogurt cereal. Oh, so good. Anyway, but here's here's a question I want to ask because. I know as a fan, Christian, and, and, and I want to make this simple. We got a lot of app messages to get to on Tide 100.9. That being a fan, like for you, for Chris Stewart, for Eli Gold, for Tyler Hoover, I get it. You work for the university, and you got to be positive. But if you're not... I don't have to do... They don't tell me to do anything. I can say well, no, but you, but, but, but you are out... I mean, you, you're going to err on the side of positivity. Other media people should err on the side of looking at the entire picture and give people the good and the bad. There's potential good, there's potential bad. I like, just gave you potential. I, I no, no, I'm not talking about this. I'm, I'm drawing a point. Right. Like, the folks want to understand, like, so what I do, I look at the both sides, right? I want Alabama to be successful, and I want Kalen DeBoer and Womack to come in here and Gruff, Grub, whatever his name is, to come in here and do great things. I like to see him go 12 and 0, but I, I understand it's going to be different. I understand it's not going to be easy. I understand that as fans want to put it like it's just uh, you know plug and play. Nah, it ain't going to be that. And recruiting is not going to be that. You know, I don't think we're going to see a number two recruiting for a while in Alabama. I don't think we're going to see a top five for a while in Alabama unless Yay Alabama steps up and you start to buy those rankings based on what we're seeing in the transfer portal from Ohio State and in high school. They spent 13, to report, like Kevin Trent, they spent $13 million just on football in the transfer portal. $13 million. Now, I don't know how true that is. That seems uh, extremely high, but we know money is a huge part of it now, right? Could that make that easier for Kayla DeBoer's transition? Yes, it could. Will Alabama step up and spend that kind of money to stay on top? I'm not so sure. I mean, I listen to a lot of fans who said they're not going to give any money. On this station, that has called in and said, nah, I ain't doing it. Why are we responsible for paying these players? 
Because I'm telling you right now, if Alabama's going to get back at the top, they got some dudes. But look at what Texas is doing. Look at what all these other teams are doing. Alabama is behind, way behind. The question I have for you, will they step up? Will you as a fan step up and give the kind of money that it's going to take to keep Alabama near the top? That's the biggest question. Any coach would tell you, you win with players. You win with Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. And we've seen that just in the championship game. We know the X and O guy that Kalen the boy is. He didn't have the Jimmys and Joes when it came down to it to win that game. They got beat by three touchdowns in the championship game. If it hadn't been anybody else, we as Bama fans would have been laughing, ridiculed, key, 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 key. But we got the coach now, but we don't want to look at it. So let's look at the entire picture of this thing when we come back. Quick timeout. I'll see your app messages. We'll take calls, 205-342-9904. Will you as a fan step up? Will you get that subscription to Yeah, Alabama? Will you donate 100000 10000 100000 whatever it is, to stay at the top? Because that's what it's going to take the way this thing is going right now. Download BetU for iOS on the App Store today. Learn more about BetU by visiting their website, betu.us. That's bet, the letter U, dot U-S. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 52. Tonight increasingly cloudy with the low at 42. Cloudy tomorrow, some scattered light rain, the high 61. Wednesday cloudy and mild, rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Let's go! Uh, no masterpiece. Hey. Ten bad babs and they after me. Bad. One bad bad look like a masterpiece. Uh. Looking for a dunk like an athlete. Come on, bounce for me. One, two, three. That's the time on the dial. 123 in Tuscaloosa. 223 here in Columbia, South Carolina. Ask the question, are you willing to step up your game? You know, are you willing to step up your game, your wallet game, your, your checking account game, your trust fund game, your your life insurance game? People give many ways, promise to pay game through life insurance policies to go to the university because that's what we're seeing. We saw a report that the Ohio State, by the way, just got a couple of Bama players. Just want, want to talk about it. They got Caleb Downs, the Ohio State, and they just got Julian Sane. Uh, who was the number one quarterback in this class, number three overall prospect. Um, it's going to take that, Christian, um, to continue to sustain the level of excellence that Nick Saban has always been talking about. You know, and I get what the players are saying, like Tyler Booker, who's on a radio show. And uh, let's do this real quick. Uh, let's do this, Noah. Let's play what Tyler Booker had to say uh, about the situation on a particular radio show. For the fan that's still struggling with this, tell them how they should feel about so many people leaving and how you guys who are still there are handling this on a day-in and day-out basis. It, it's really a next-man-up mentality. You know what I mean? You come to Alabama to really get developed and, and really take advantage of the opportunity that, that's being presented to you. So there's a lot of opportunity on the table right now. and we have guys capable of stepping up and stepping into those spots and taking taking advantage of their opportunity. So that's one. We we have the talent in-house, but obviously the portal works both ways. Once it opens up in the spring, we'll be able to add more additions if need be. 
but I feel like we have everything in house that we need in order to go on another national championship run. So um, everything's going to work out and um, just, just stay excited for the season because we definitely are. That's former, not former, that's starting right guard Tyler Book, excuse me, of Alabama on the next round. Christian, do you agree with what he's saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, look, I, that's what I was saying. A lot of people are confident with the guys that they have, and I, I do feel, um, you know, when you first glance at all the names hitting the portal, it does uh, look concerning, and it is concerning. But when you really look at the depth chart, I mean, realistically, really I think it's depth that's going to be hurt the most. I mean, you, you lose some, some key pieces. Caleb Downs, I mean, there's no way to put it. I mean, that, that that's a huge blow, right? But you, you lose Caleb Downs and – couple other pieces but the rest of those guys I mean really good football players but um, I definitely feel like you know you can keep recruiting and get guys to, to fill those voids so I, I think they do have what it takes to to be a solid football team however it's not going to be easy right I mean talking about the adjustment of a new staff a whole new I'm not gonna say whole new program but it's going to be a lot different and then you lose a lot of guys um, but I, I like guys like like Tyler Booker who, who have such pride in playing here guys that um, know that they want to cement themselves in the legacy here. I, I have a great amount of respect uh, for Tyler Booker and, and other players. I mean, Jaden Roberts, I've heard him come out and say very similar things. Uh, those are the type of guys that you want to play for, right? Those are the guys I want to play uh, play beside. And so I, I'm confident that, you know, you know, that type of leadership can help, you know, bring this team along. We've heard Coach DeBoer talk about and, and his players talk about how strong of a brotherhood that uh, he emphasizes and that they, they've, uh, you know, that, that's one of their things that they pride themselves on. So uh, I, I'm excited to see what they can do. But, yeah, I, I agree with them Yeah, and what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, and it's good to have those guys. I mean, listen, it's, it's attrition. It's, it's a big deal. I mean, you know, these guys are playing for the best to ever do it. And that's why I get so mad at people that blast a kid, you know, Oh, I ain't following them. All, all these negative things that they say about they, they don't want to call me negative. They have been negative. These 18 to 22 year olds, they all not going to do the same thing. You're going to have guys like Tyler Book who nobody's mad at him. I, I applaud him for standing up and saying, hey, I want to stay here. I'm going to ride it up. I'm going to do me. Right? Yep. And I'm going to ride with whoever's here. That's a great thing. It's also a great thing if they decide to leave. Like people now want to downplay, which is shocking to me. Julian saying. Right, this is the same guy that they all was touting. All college football said, "Wait till the Savior gets." He was the he was the chosen one. He was the anointed one that was coming to Alabama to take and kick Miro out the door and take you to the promised land. Right, it wasn't the kid Austin Mack. You could give two rips, crip butts about Austin Mack. Right, that's what bothers me. But now all of a sudden, people, are, oh well, you know. But just weeks ago, months ago, weren't y'all the same ones that were just saying that this dude's going to beat out Jalen Milrow because he can read defenses? And so many people now, even still, with, with Austin Mack and talking about competition and talking about Jalen may not even have his job, a lot of you still saying this again. And the one thing that you question, what do you question about Jalen Milrow? Not his speed, not his athleticism, not his ability to throw the ball deep. But what do you question? He needs to get better to neck up. This is what I hear. But you question but, uh, his 
his you acumen. Would, you would you agree the same thing though? He needs to work on processing things quicker. He needs to work on seeing the field better. That is from the neck. But, but they, but you've said that yeah, same I thing. That, so I, you know, I mean, you can't get mad when other people say it when you believe the same thing. Well, no, 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 I, I don't. I don't. Well, let me I not never speak. say neck up. You never heard me say one you time. Not, Dale Miller needs okay, to get I didn't word it like that up. either. But I agree that he does need to improve his processing speed and, and he does need to improve his his field of vision. Right, knowing where to go with the football. Right, like that. Like. I think that's obvious. I mean, I don't think that's a slap in the face. That's just where he needs to improve his game. I mean, obviously, I believe in his arm talent. I think he could, you know, at times, yeah, there's sometimes he didn't have the best throws, but that's everybody. I think the biggest thing was, like, I gave the example of the Michigan game on that third and nine. You see that the box is loaded. They're showing cover zero blitz, right? You got to know where to go with that football quick. Yeah, they could bail out, but there's you always respect that. If they're showing it, you got to respect it. You got to know where to go. You had Amari Nyblack wide open. You could have dished that off real quick. Not saying it's easy, but the O-line actually did a pretty good job picking it up for an all-out blitz. 47 sacks. You got it. 100%. And some of those are on him for holding the football too long. That's not Not many of those. I mean, I, I don't think you're talking about that, that, that Rose Bowl. Was he holding the football too long? There was oh, time. He never yes. had time. He never had a chance in that first quarter. I said, there, I said there was. I know. No, I said there was times. No, no, no. Most of that was on the offensive line. I agree. The offensive I mean, line. So I'm was just saying, like, when we can say all this stuff, but don't you don't hear me question the man's ability to learn, ability to grow. I'm saying people that question his ability to learn. Right, right, you, right. You right, right let me ask you something. Though. Let me ask you something. When you question one's ability to learn, you question that the man That's, he's not smart enough to learn. That's my whole point. Do I think he needs that might to, be, the to way. be able to process faster? Absolutely. And get the ball in the hands? Absolutely. Do I think he's smart enough? Absolutely. But who you said know, he wasn't smart enough? They pe- just... People, the people, and they make that speculation when they say neck up. When you talk about somebody's mental capacity and ability to I think, learn, I think you're, you question taking, the I think you're taking it. I don't uh, take anything. Uh, I take what they say. I take what they say, and this is my opinion, which I can have it. My opinion is that <laughs> don't question this man's smartness. I mean, when you say, but when you tell me everybody else can do it. His intelligence. Same thing, same thing. But you tell me everybody else can do it, that haven't done it, but you question his. So what does that say? Again, I'm... I, 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 Just ask some question. What do you but mean, they tell me Ty said? Simpson can do it. They tell me Austin Mack can do it. They tell me all these other people, that Dylan Lonergan can do it. But then they have a question when it comes to Jalen Miller. I think I think they're sure there probably are a few bad apples that that might maliciously question his intelligence. However, I don't think that's the large majority, in my opinion, because I myself just and I respect the hell out of him. I love him. I'm I'm friends with the guy. I mean, I, I like Jalen. But as a as a football player, I will be the first one to tell you if he, if if he had if he come to me and asked me, hey, how can I improve my game? That that'd be what I would tell him. I would say that. Uh, decision making, you know, processing things quicker, seeing the field a little bit better, right? Knowing where to go with the football, being able to go from read to read quicker, like that—that that, his timing, right? Like that—that that, that's fair. That's just critiquing this game, just like somebody critique my game. I mean, you could say my count—I needed to improve my counter move. Coach Saban's telling me that all the time. I need to go to power more, right? Like it, it's just—it's constructive criticism. I'm not—I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, at least I hope I'm not uh, offending somebody's intelligence, but just as a quarterback. That's a key part of the position, and I, I've just I've seen times where that has come to affect him negatively in, in some situations just by not doing it. At least in that scenario. Now, can he improve that? Absolutely. I'm not saying it's oh he can. I'm not saying it's oh like 
people were making fun of C.J. Stroud because of his Wonderlick score. I mean, because we're seeing, we just saw how how phenomenal C.J. Right, Stroud was. They were right? saying he couldn't learn. They, that's what they were saying about him. And they were proved wrong. So, and that's what I'm saying. So people, you know, people are going to be wrong. I'm just saying, as a football player, when I watch it, if I had to come up with a critique, I would I would say the same stuff. I might not be wording wording it how people are wording it, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I just I just I don't know. I think that's a fair a fair assessment if you watch him. I think that is something he could improve on. It's just the no, reading no, defense he's got is to going get through his progressions quicker, 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 getting it out quicker. Yeah. And I've been saying that for all year long, not until some other kid got there. I've been saying that. That's all I'm saying. But I don't say that he don't have the ability to learn because, you know, it's just been on the offense too. A lot of different variables. But we got a lot to get into here. We ain't got much time left. Uh, second break here the hour. Come back. We'll continue this conversation. Plus your app message. We've got a ton over there as well that we'll get to after this break. This is the Mills Edge. We're on a tie, 100.9. Yes, we are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, whether you believe it. The $450 off select appliances at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid January 4th through 24th. Gas ranges and dryers extra. U.S. only. See store or online for details. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Yawn. I got old cats spazzing on the ass. I got product on my ass. Got my lab with me popping like a damn test. And welcome back to the middle of the day on the Tide 100.9. No, let's go get some of these app messages on Tide 100.9. I know a lot of people are commenting on that. We love for you to continue to send those in that way. Go, Tia, go ahead and send it in. You hit me on the DX, but let's get you on that Tide 100 as well. No, Yep, uh, we got several people messaging in. Uh, I know earlier we were talking about uh, Nick Saban uh, and why did he just retire and not have anyone waiting in the wings. And we had a couple people, uh, I know uh, Chris and Willie from Western Slope were just say, both mentioning the fact that they uh, tried. he tried to get Ryan Grubb but could not get him. And so maybe if that had worked out, then uh, we would have been able to be set up a little better. But, you know, he was trying to do something maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, but you feel like Ryan Grubb is head coaching quality? No, no, I, I, no. I mean, I, I, we definitely try to get Ryan Grubb, so that's a good thing we got him now for sure. Um, no, I mean, again, I, I, I said all last week, guys. Um, I think my, my dad made it seem like I wasn't saying. I said this all last week. We didn't have anybody to promote from within. I just said that if you wanted to limit the bleeding and, and have as smooth of a transition as possible, that probably would have been the way to go. I've, I've seen people say, oh, well, that never works out. Again, not everything is 100%, right? I just think in terms of this situation, just like we saw with Coach K, I mean, it, it would um, it would make the most sense with a program like Alabama. However, that wasn't a, a, a possibility. Like, right, that opportunity wasn't even there. So I'm not, I'm not saying go back and do that. That was, if you wanted the smoothest transition possible, I think that would have made sense but nonetheless I think uh, Coach DeBoer out of all the um, all the names out there that you had I, I think that it makes a lot of sense I'm excited for what he's uh, got to bring like I said though, I, I think if we can just get this defense I'm not so much worried about the offense I, my eyes are going to be on this defense and how that's going to look right I, mm-hmm. I really am curious to see how this defense is going to look because again this is a whole new defense uh, you hire Kane Womack from South Alabama good coach um, probably going to be a good recruiter, but I, I just want to see what he can do on this level with his defense because it's so much different than what I'm used to after going back and, and looking at it and seeing kind of 
the way he calls his defense. So that that's all that's all I'm saying. That's something I'm going to be looking out for. And Coach uh, Coach West uh, has sent an app message too on that. He said to go off what Christian was saying. Bama has hasn't had any knuckle daggers on the D line in a while. I mean, just mean and nasty. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but well, you got to have those. You got to. I mean. <laughs> That's an integral part of any defense, but like I said, those guys I name, man, I mean, it's, it's just hard to replace those kind of guys, if we're being honest. But we'll see. I mean, we might we might end up having a few of those guys at some point. I mean, maybe we, that's what we need to get back to. We really want to get back to that dominant standard of defense. Well, things change for Bama, and, and, and Go Tim was saying the same thing, too. I mean, oh, somebody else was mentioning, you know, the attitude, the, the aggression, the – you know, imposing their will, playing on the opposite side of the offense, you know, making things happen in the backfield. I mean, that's, you go back and watch 2015 and some of these other teams, how they played, man. It was, I mean, look how the secondary, Marlon Humphrey, those guys came up, even if they was playing soft zone, two-shell coverage, they'd come up, and when they had to tackle and be the force guy, they got people on the ground, and they did it with force. Um, they did it with flair. Um, they haven't had that. I mean, and a lot of it is because the game has changed. I mean, College football has changed. There's no doubt about it. It's not the same anymore. And I don't know if we're going to see that anymore. I don't. I, I just I don't think kids are the same. I think uh, the money with transfer portal and everything else has just changed this whole game. When we think about Ohio State spending that kind of money. You know, God knows what Caleb got or what Julius Sayin got and all these other guys that got uh, a kid running back from Ole Miss to, I mean, they... What does that say in the Ryan Day? I mean, they're giving him an open wallet, basically, an open checkbook to say, go get your guy because, you know, we lost to Michigan the last three years and they just won a national championship. We, we can't have that. So we're going to – people out there spending the money. Look what the guy from Arizona, the, the big booster, went out of Jed Fish, went after Jed Fish, right, for leaving Arizona. And, and, and just publicly just blasted him and said, you're not going to steal our players. You know, you're not going to steal our players because I'm going to step up and make sure that. I mean, he said, I'll pay these guys to stay here at Arizona. I mean, we're seeing all this stuff not happening in college football. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a total different animal. And so I'm, I'm somewhat concerned with Alabama because I know the collective space. I know where they really are, despite people saying, you know, this is the blue blood. And they got – but – People are saying, fan bases are basically saying, hey, and I know they grew since the uh, retirement of Nick Saban, but are they going to step up and pay the money? Because we can get online and you can get your followers, you can get your clicks, you can do the live shows, that's good, and talk. But reality is, a lot of these dudes is coming down to the money. Are we going to be able to be in that game now? Because the reality is, the A, as we can argue, 18 national championships, all the SEC championships. Yes, true, 100. But do these kids really care about that anymore? They don't. I say no. I, there's some kids that will, but I think the majority will say, I'm about who can help me grow my brand, who can help develop me and put me in a system to, to flourish and play on Sundays. And by the way, how much can I get right now to take care of me and mom and them until I get that chance. That's what the game of college football, and it's sad, but that's what the game of college football is all about. Real quick, some news. Uh, we talked about Mr. Dunlap here. Nick Dunlap, who just won the tournament, he says, uh, it's from the PGA Tour Twitter handle. 
that after life changing the last 24 hours, I decided to withdraw from the Farmers Insurance Open. I plan to return home to Alabama to be with family, friends, and teammates. Thank you to Farmers Insurance and American Express for giving me these opportunities. That's his statement from uh, withdrawing from. He just withdrew his name. He's supposed to play this weekend. The Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, Nick Dunlap, who just won the American Express, will not be participating. So I just want to throw that out there real quick. 205-342-9904 if you want to call in. I think we've got some lines open if you want to do that. But Christian, will Bama fans, will they step up? Will they pay money? And, and, and you know, be in the run because I think things are changed and have changed, will continue to change until something is done. Recruiting is not going to be the same. It's just strictly pay for play right now. It's not a, it's not an amateur sport anymore. It is a pro sport. You know, so the question is, like, and, and I'm saying that with Ryan Williams because money is going to be the factor with Ryan Williams. So will a booster step up and say, we'll give Ryan Williams whatever it takes to get him here so that uh, we can, <laughs> is that going to happen or are they going to say, hey, we got 18 national championships. We are out of freaking Bama and we want folks that want to be here, not how much it's going to take to get you here. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know any of these boosters like that, I guess. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's just kind of annoying even hearing that. It's, it's as great as these players are, and I know you got to pay to get these guys. I mean, it's it just – it gets old after a while, right? I mean, at this point, I almost – I mean, if that's what we're going to do, I would just – I wouldn't even host kids and show them all around and do all this stuff because if that's not what they're worried about, we're wasting our time. I'd get them in on a visit, and I would just sit them down and say, all right, what's your off or what's your price? Right? What's what's the price? What is what is it going to cost us? And if it's not in our range, I'm just going to tell them to all right. Thank you very much. I'm going to take them back to get them get them on a shuttle to Birmingham uh, Airport. Right? I mean, because at this point, like, why are we showing tours of the school? Why are we showing them the state? Like, they don't care about that. I mean, if, if you guys have heard some of these stories that I've heard, uh, the way recruiting is going right now. I mean, the demands. I mean, the, like, it, it's outrageous. Mm. And, and it's not even always the kids, man. I hate to say it, but most of the time it's the parents. It's the parents. The parents are, are, are demanding things, and it's just, I don't know. It, so, but to answer your question, I mean, if, if this guy, if you truly believe that this guy is a, a program changer, I, I mean, at this point, you ain't really got a choice because we already know. I mean, it's Auburn's, you know, obviously in the running. They're probably going to, you know, open up the checkbook. If you feel like this guy is a program changer, which a lot of people feel that way, you're going to have to pay him. But I'll tell you one thing that really bothered me, and, and I was talking about this. And just think about how the guys that have been putting in work that are seniors, a guy like Tyler Booker, Malachi Moore, think about how those guys feel knowing they're making probably four times, five times less than a guy that just got on the campus from high school that's never played a snap, never done anything. Think about how those guys feel. I'm going to tell you right now, if I was a senior and I was only making – uh, 80K and NIL a year, and I'm talking about I've played meaningful snaps. I've contributed to championships here, and they go and pay a kid that hasn't played a single snap, and and, and he's pulling up. And I'm just going to tell you right now, that would bother me. That that would bother me a lot. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody better get ready to, because Ryan Williams get ready to get everything he want. Right. So the question is, will it be Alabama? Will it be Auburn? Or somebody else? But one of them teams, if he is a game changer and they think he's Julio Jones, the next Julio Jones, guess what? Somebody is going to open up the checking account. Oh, for sure. And so that's why I say, you know, all the stuff on X and 
all the pictures of him and his family, and he can take a picture with that the other day. That's all good. But when it comes down to it, show me the money. Back in the moment. To 511-511. Text Muscle to 511-511 today. All individuals are unique. Your results can and will vary. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Text fees may apply. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 42. Cloudy tomorrow, some scattered light rain. The high, 61. Wednesday, cloudy and mild. Rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm. The high, 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to The Edge here on a Monday. Hope you're doing well. Final segment of the show. We got a lot to get into still. A lot of people to chat with. Again, keep those chats coming in. We go back through, watch it, rewatch, and uh, we, we respond to you. That's for sure. Shout out to John over in Aiken, South Carolina. We're good friends there. They own a nice cigar shop. Big Alabama fans. I met them here in Lexington, South Carolina. I see them on the app. So shout out to my good friends there that's uh, been a part of the show. That being said, 205-342-9904. Let's take it to the people, Noah. Let's talk with our good friend Ellis. I saw he was in a bunch of snow this morning. Ellis, good Monday. Good Monday. Morning. Roll Tide. Monday evening. Just about it. Yeah, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, roll Tide. Where were you at in that snow? Uh, that's still snow on the ground up here. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at snow right now where I'm at right now. Dang. Yeah, it's sunny out here. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's still here. Dang. Mm. Crazy. I'm I'm ready for springtime. Me too. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it's ready for springtime. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> ready to go drop a line in the lake or a pond or something and catch fish. That sounds right up mm. my alley. Yes. Uh, I would say like to me so I can fry them, but I can't have fried food no more, so I have to grill it. <laughs> so right. I can't fried. Uh, but it sounds like us uh, us fans are going to have to uh, up to Annie and fork out some money. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's, what what it, that's where it's kind of Yeah, yeah, Alabama. You know, uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, you know, I ain't going to be able to fork out a whole lot, but uh, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps, and it's a sustainable model when you just, you get thousands of, tens of thousands of people that fans that can give 25 or 50 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month. If you think about that, all the fans that Alabama has, that's a lot of money. But those things are sustainable. Yeah. What's not sustainable is asking particular boosters to continue to give 100, 500,000. That's not going to happen. That's that's not sustainable. Mm-mm. But as fans, you know the ones that's a grappin, you know, because we ain't got this, we ain't got that. Reach down in that big old pocket of yours and come out with some money. <laughs> money, 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 money. I mean, say, but um, it's unfortunate. There's probably a good bit of people that don't. You know, I mean, that, that's why I hated that. That's why I think they need to fix it to where the schools can contribute and use some of that TV money or the other money that they generate. Uh, just because, I mean, there's so much money that's generated, at least for these big schools, 
And I just you just got to feel for some of the fans that you know they, they want to help out, but they might not have it right. And and it's I don't know. I'm always going to be on the fan side because I I really appreciate everything that they do. I know how much they care about the program. But um, the good news is when you do support something like yeah Alabama, they they give you stuff in return. So it's not like you're just paying and not getting. They do. They have a lot of cool opportunities, which is nice. I I just want in return uh, good players. You know, you know, maybe maybe if they like gave you like a certificate, they treat it like stocks. I'm a big stock guy. Maybe they treat it like that. Like, hey, you know, you invest in the program. You're you're a shareholder in the Crimson Tide. It makes you feel like you're part of the the team ownership. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe they could do something like that. That'd be. I'm sure people would love a little certificate saying that they have shares in the the Crimson Tide football team or yeah. athletics in, in general. But uh, it just looks like what it's going to. You know, you're going to have to have big pockets. Uh, there's, a, there's a coal company down there, a mining company called Drummond Coal Company. That's they got right. big, deep pockets down there now. <laughs> they do. Remember well, well, that coal company? That coal company to write a check mm-hmm. and, and get Ryan Williams to me because he's the biggest biggest thing that Caleb DeBoer can do right now is get Ryan Williams. That's that should be everything. All right, else we got to go, bro. Appreciate the phone call. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's try to get Digger in real quick. Digger, you there? Yeah, you sure you're gonna get Ryan Williams? Not well. I don't. I'm not sure if they got the right money. Well, I know Texas got a lot of money. Well, I mean that's no secret. I mean, come on, truth is I know Texas will. I know Texas will pay him. No secret there either. Just like everybody else, you got to play. Do you? You got to pay to play. And we figured <laughs> that out after A and M pulled that crap a couple of years ago. They were just too stupid enough to kill, couldn't keep the players. They had an idiot, <laughs> and that's the. Crap. I don't know what the world they were doing. I can only I mean, imagine how kind of those boosters are. And, yeah, <laughs> paid all that money, oh. and then all the guys are gone. <laughs> The point I was trying to make is it's not going to only be money. You better have somebody in place to train this guy to get him to the NFL. That's what he wants. He wants that generation money. NIL is small potatoes now. I know it's small potatoes, and it's a lot of money to you guys, but I'm telling you, 600000 for Isaiah Bond is a drop in the bucket. And don't you think Isaiah Bond's going to say something to him when he shows up in Texas next week? Yeah, and he's going to get a million dollars and Bond will get 600 <laughs> Money for everybody. Hey, look, and I'm telling you, Sarkeesian knows his players. If he thinks the guy's a real moneymaker and he can help out the program, he will pay. But you got to also know Chris Jackson, NFL coach, okay? He coaches the receivers, and he's done a wonderful job with the receivers here at Texas. That's fair. Dang. All Digger, right, man. That's good roll, stuff man. right there, Digger. We appreciate it. I know Noah's tough. We got to wrap it up, man, for Ryan finally to jump on. Appreciate it. But, yeah, listen, Bond and Williams, Texas. Whoa, that's scary. All right, Christian, Noah, thank y'all so much. It's been a great show. We got to make room for Ryan Fowler and get into the game. I know folks are calling in. If you're on a hold, go stay right there. Ryan would definitely take your phone calls. All right, this has been the Middle's Edge on the Tide 1.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. God bless you.